You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, Episode 6. The Savage Dragon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, One Shot, and Savage Dragon, Number 3. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in its terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast. The Fincast that's totally tubular, dudes. This is Raven Perez. I'm Jim Purcell. And with us is a very special guest, Mr. Scott James, of many Savage Dragon backups, of his own creator controlled. You probably heard much about it very recently. Uh, comic Juice Man. Scott, thank you for joining us once again, dude. Hey, guys, I can't thank you guys enough for having me. Not just once, but twice. It's a pleasure. You know, I never have anyone once. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <sighs> you never know what the second time's going to bring, is all I'm saying. You know, it yeah, might be better. I, I hear you. The first time might have been fluky. You really learned that second time is really what does it. We're going to be covering, asides from disgusting, disturbing debauchery like that, we're going to be diving into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Savage Dragon The Mirage issue, part two of the crossover that started in Savage Dragon issue two. In addition to that, we're going to wrap up with Savage Dragon number three, taking us back home to the main series. And uh, how about it, fellas? Without further ado, you want to jump into some meat and potatoes? Get right into it? So this uh, Savage Dragon Ninja Turtles crossover issue, which came out in 93, right, uh, right around the same time as issue number two, um, uh-huh. it's interesting because it's, it's stories written by Eric Larson and uh, issue artist uh, Michael Dooney. Right now, Michael Dooney is probably someone you don't really know, um, nope. but he is heavily tied in with the Ninja Turtles. Okay, uh, you know he is after Peter and Larid. He's probably the one of the major Mirage guys. Really? Now, Raven, you probably know his art specifically from the uh-huh. box art to the uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles NES game, the first one. Beautiful. I was going to say, these turtles do look fantastic. Now, that, that cover reused um, uh, art from the comic. Uh, it was a reprint for issue number four, I think. Uh, but, Absolutely. But but Dooney drew that, not Peter and Laird. Not cool. I'm sorry, not Laird and Eastman. Okay. Um, and in fact, I have his uh, uh, Comic Vine, like... Uh, uh, issue like listings of everything he's done so interestingly i'll just interject briefly that probably for a lot of people their first exposure was dooney's ninja turtles uh, yeah basically as best i can tell once uh P- once uh, laird and eastman kind of went off 
stop drawing the turtles themselves. Sure. Um, it was a combination of Dooney and another guy named Jim Lawson, who did mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, follow-up issue, a lot of the a lot of the original Ninja Turtles run stuff. Okay, cool. Uh, Very. I cool. think Dooney did a lot of the inking on that mm-hmm. original run, but he also mm-hmm. did a lot of the cover art uh, himself. Nice. Yeah, and you know this cover that we're looking at is a beautiful, beautiful cover. I think uh, you had mentioned previously that Larson was involved doing the inks. Yeah, correct. He's got a signature yeah. here, so I assume he's the inker on this. Yeah, I like this cover a lot. I actually will agree with you, fellas. I do think it's a stronger cover than Ninja than the Savage Dragon Ninja Turtles ish, uh, from Savage Dragon Two. Um, uh, I gotta wonder who I have to blame for that uh, that left arm. Of um, I, it's got to be Dooney, and I think Larson did the best he could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, driving uh, left. Know, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's actually is his right arm, but the one with the gun, right? No, no, the one he's got balled up behind. I think oh, well, it's behind his are, back. Well, both are. Uh, yeah, if you look at the. That's a bicep going where his shoulder should be, where the one holding the gun as well. Uh-huh. Uh, that one doesn't. Uh, the the one going back doesn't bother me as much as the one coming at us. Yeah, with that because bi- it looks like the bicep and the shoulder are all call it one. For, foreshortened. Yeah, it, the, the foreshortening is a little wonky on that, but uh, I think Larson. I, to me, I think it's a solid cover. Oh yeah. Uh, the, you can really tell that Larson got his hands in on the inks, and uh, that cross hatching is mm-hmm. you got that early Larson feel. Uh, you especially like the on the hands, the knuckles, oh, yeah, the one yeah. coming back. You, that's that's all Larson. Compositionally, I like the uh, Savage Dragon Turtles from uh, issue two better. But art wise, this is like rock fucking solid. Like I like it. I like issue two's cover better, except for the uh, dragon. I think the dragon on this one is got more energy, though. Uh, anatomically, the the arms have got some issues, but dragon is it, it, there's more of a presence of dragon. Where in issue two, it was all about the turtles. Here it's like the opposite. It's all about dragon turtles yeah. are are pushed towards the background. Uh, I both I I like both covers. I it, it, it's a tough call. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the dragon in issue two, and uh, I, there there's things in this one I have issues with. Yeah. The the turtles aren't nearly as dynamic. Not nearly, or I mean on the cover, you mean on the cover. Yeah. Uh, Dooney, I think, struggles drawing dragon throughout the whole issue. But to be I'll fair, to be fair, he's not unique yeah. in that. I think a lot of artists struggle with drawing dragon, especially in this era. You know, Jim, uh, I'll even go further and say a lot of people struggle with drawing dragon now. Yeah. Like, they make him too tall. They get the fin wrong. It's he's, bizarre. They give, I, him, they give him properly... Pr- uh, uh, sorry, uh, what's the word like for? Uh, his arms are too small. They draw his arms too small. Yeah, I've had issues drawing dragon. So I, I mean, your dragon I get looks it. good. And you, no, no, but but I, everybody does. You know, uh, there was even a time where Eric, early on, dragon was inconsistent. You know, when he was trying to get a real feel for how he wanted dragon to look. Right. You know, uh, 
But yeah, it, Dragon is not an easy character to draw and keep consistent. You know, Eric's got a distinct model, especially now. These turtles are rock solid, though. Like you oh, said, yeah. these are these are good ass turtles he, he the is, whole way through. Yeah, in 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 um, I'd say in the list of people who draw the turtles the best, he's probably at least number four. <laughs> Guys, um, Dooney's forward for this issue has a PS that says that Finn is a bitch. No. Yeah, well. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, he's he's saying right here in the forward, he's like, dude, he's hard to draw. <laughs> Well, it's got to be tough to keep it in perspective in, like, every, every like, action shot. Well, if you... For shortening or, you know... Especially that fin, you Mm -hmm. know, and back then there was no... The fin wasn't fully fleshed out and how it looked. And Eric even drew it different. If you look at the cover of issue two, Mm -hmm. that fin looks weird. So, you know, uh, Eric, I think, when once Eric nailed down the fin... And had, uh, you know, a specific model for the fin. It became easier to for other artists to draw because it was left up then to interpretation. Because he was drawing it with different numbers of, you know, was it five or was it four? Was it you know six? Was it eight? How many, you know, spires or whatever they are splits were there in that fin? So that changed uh, once that became you know, consistent, I think it made it easier for other artists to draw. Yeah, big time. Uh, When when the source is still being nailed down, you know, of course you're going to have people struggling. I think Dooney does, uh, has dodgy, the dragon in this is just dodgy as hell, but... You know, we've said it a billion times already. It's it's to be forgiven. This is a really early like thing. You know, I I think he draws like buildings, backgrounds really well. Yeah, he, he draws cars really well. He makes the streets really look like like nineties New York. Yeah. Um, I will say he also draws uh, um, um, Virago. Virago really well. What's funny uh, is I think his Virago looks good <laughs> compared to the... It's consistent. The it, it stays consistent through the whole issue. Oh. I think he's really got a handle. She, I mean, she still looks ridiculous, but uh, mm-hmm. she, is, she isn't she is all over the place like Dragon can be. And I will say his Dragon's not rocking those uh, circle shades, so that's always a win, too. <laughs> um, I will say some of the stone uh, creatures aren't as cool as that one big gargoyle from the Dragon issue. Right. Uh, I mean, we get a couple of we get another gargoyle, and then we get a couple of lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the gargoyle, I don't just don't think is as good. It doesn't. It doesn't look like stone. It's got this weird yellow tinge because it's coming up out of the sewer, mm-hmm. so it doesn't look like like the stone like the first one. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get. I get. I agree. And that's you see, as much you see, he, he just kind of seems more organic than than the one from issue two looked, where it well a lot more it, like a statue. Well, and the art's got more of an animated feel. Where yeah, it, 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 it compared to Larson, it, it, the, the blacks aren't spotted. Uh, there's not a the only blacks are on the buildings. If you look at the the figures, there's not a lot of blacks on the faces. Oh uh, yeah, you know. So it's a lot is left up uh, for coloring. Mm-hmm. Where you know when Eric was doing issue two, there was a lot of black spotted. You had textures. So uh, I think that's a big difference between the two, which, you know, uh, doesn't, 
you know, bode well in comparison. When you're looking at the two together, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, this one's got more of an animated feel to it where almost like the uh, – remember when the X-Men had the, uh, the cartoon? Uh, it's got that X-Men cartoon feel. I get you, yeah. I totally get you on that. Well, this is an interesting time for the Turtles because the cartoon would be in full swing at this point. Most of you know most of his uh, turtles awareness will be cartoon based, whereas these are the comic turtles, which you can tell because they all have red masks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there may be a, a an effort to make it look more like an animated cartoon, just to rope in those uh, cartoon kids. Yeah, Possibly. it's funny because we don't. Even though this is like these are Mirage turtles, yeah, like they, they're definitely not you know the killers that they were in the early sort of issues, you know what I mean? Like, this would feel right at home in an Archie comic. Yeah, that, and, uh, and, you know, funny enough, Dooney actually drew the first three, three issues of the Archie Adventures comics that, well, uh, that, 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 <laughs> that adapted the uh, the cartoon. There you go. It's a miniseries. But, uh... Yeah, I gotta say one thing that's very disturbing on that splash page is which, I'm... I, the... the uh, Again, where it says "Enter the Savage Dragon." Right. Okay. When you're looking at the turtles, I'm like looking you know, great poses, and then you got Leonardo standing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got his swords on his back. He's got his uh, fists clenched. What is the black thing? Oh, that's, that's his, his tail. tail. All the turtles have tails. They yes, they look like okay. Dicks. But you uh, know what? I always thought that was the funniest choice. Those totally look like dicks. They always have. Always uh, have, always will, but they're I'm totally like, their tails. Turtles I'm like, tails. what the hell is that? Yeah, the turtle tails. And it's funny, you notice, like, those aren't in the uh, animated turtles. No, no. So that's why I'm like, going, did he just... Okay, so it's his tail. I, I just wanted to make sure because, you know, I can't... <laughs> It just it looks like a schmeckle. Can and I just say thank you, Scott, for saving me? I was so worried I was going to have to be the one to bring up the turtle dicks. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be the one bringing in turtle schmeckles. So uh, yeah, it's I'm like oh uh, really? I mean it's yeah, okay. Man. All right, they, it's a tail. It's funny, they've always looked like that too. Yep. They've always looked like a dingaling. Just something you live with. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I don't think any other iteration other than the first Mirage Turtles rock the tail, do they? Uh, no. No, well, I'll be honest, I haven't read a lot of the comics. That, I mean, animation, like, movies, like none of them. They're definitely... Larson, they're when he in, drew them, there was no tails. I don't think Bosco drew any of the, the tails, did he? Oh, you know no, what? I, I'd have to check next time. I feel no, like he did. Check. Yeah, I think Fosco did. Cause did it's, he? It's a total thing. You know, Eric's turtles had the tails. Yeah, they, it's it's something I, they, they always really? have. Yeah. yeah, go back and look. They're I'll have there. to. What's funny is they're segmented and everything. Yeah, there's, what one he, on, there's definitely one on the cover of issue two, which is all I can see right now. What he did, go back to issue two. Oh, yeah, I cover. see. Oh, I see the. Yeah. But that's the thing is Eric makes a point to not bathe it in shadow, so it looks like a little dick hanging. Yeah. And, like, it's segmented, so it's like a tail. And so. You know, I'm just saying, it's so funny. We spent way too much time on turtle digs, guys. <laughs> Got to spend time on I'm, something. Uh, hey, I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm but... Sorry for the dick, uh, the dick tour. 
No, we needed to, dude. No, 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 no. It's fine. I'm not saying no, no turtle dick conversation. I'm just saying maybe <laughs> too long. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll move along. Um, Dragon and the turtles. This picks right up. Yeah, where issue two of Savage Dragon main series left and, off, and issue two kind of ends where they they go their separate ways, and you think it's over. And then right. this, this this story, its first page is that, and then as soon as they separate, it they get brought back together again. Immediately, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Dragon's attitude though; he's really shitty. He's Dragon like, hates yeah, did my job. Dragon, bye. Dragon hates vigilantes. He hates other superheroes. It's his most right. endearing quality. Right. <laughs> and again, we get a hilarious Virago, like, criticizing New York. Like, when does this city get full of heroes? It's like, yeah, it's nice. It's funny. They care. They keep that uh, little gag going on. So, yeah. And I gotta say, like, the letters on this are, like, kind of weird and dodgy. Like, they're was, all over the place. I like it. I'm pretty, sure, I'm bo- pretty sure it's Dooney's lettering, too. No, there is a letter recredited, but oh, there is? check it out. I don't know for special effects. Oh, because that's the thing, okay. is the special effects look drawn. But then the letters are could be another thing, who knows. But I was going to say... It's is, a weird font. It's a, it is a it is a really weird font. Well, there are moments of brilliance. Like, for yeah. instance, that rumble um, is cool. I think that's a cool look. Like, where she's like, uh, Virago's like, and I'm not about to let that happen. And then there's that rumble at the top. Oh yeah, that's like neat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's neat. And what's funny is there's weird lettering in here, like "Now Enter the Savage Dragon." That's weird. Like, yeah, that's that, a weird. It, it's kind of a like an Art Deco kind of font. It, it is kind of out of place. It's oddly retro, and yeah. yet, like I said, there's moments of brilliance. Like that rumble is cool. That's a cool. I thought like, you were lettering. talking about the dialogue lettering, which I think it looks great. Because I'm okay with it. I don't really care one way or the other. I don't think it's like exquisite. It's kind of like it's awful. It's unique. It's got like a chunky look to it. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 weird it, to me. It's weird because it it it's not what you typically look at as a comic book lettering font. Yeah. I mean, it, it it it's slightly different. Seems elongated. Yeah, it's it's been, it's it's bigger than yeah typical. Yeah, it is bigger, isn't it? I don't know, but I'm okay with that. I think it's interesting the sound effects um, are, I don't know if this is how those early Mirage comics were, but I do like that well, this th- is... This a- is not an early Mirage comic, because oh, okay. I'm looking at the in, the in the back in the ads, and apparently, like, like Ninja Turtles number 60 has already come out by this point. Turtles, okay. is, Turtles is old hat by now. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't know if Turtles of that era had this lettering style. This lettering yeah. style to me is very Savage Dragon. Well, which I'm I like. Pretty sure the original lettering was by Laird or Eastman and they I did mean sound effects. Just oh, to be clear. Oh, every time you keep to say lettering, I assume I you know, mean dude, dialogue. <laughs> yeah, no, you I know. know. I realized what I was doing there. The the, the sound effects. I really at, appreciate at the At this sound point effects. in history, I would assume that sound effects are done by the artist, but maybe I'm wrong about that. It depends, like, um, for instance, like, sometimes they are done by, like, you know, like, for instance, Fern Delgado is doing those lettering, but, like, you know, it's kind of weird because, like, the artist could be drawing these, some of these look hand-drawn, and so I don't know for sure, but I'm just saying I appreciate it. Like, they, you it know, looks like they made an effort to make it, like, cohesive, at least with the image book. Uh, who's that female uh, character again? What's her name? Um, Virago. Virago. Virago, yeah, that that uh, 
page with the rumble, uh, uh-huh. that face just reminds me of a Roger Cruz. Yeah. You know, kind of put, put female. Put him something. How would we know him? How would the listeners know him? Oh, God. What's uh, his definitive thing? Well, he he was doing X-Men, Uncanny okay. X-Men there for a while. I mean, that, uh, well, that's it, the thing. It's she got lo- that... She, like she looks like a Jim Lee character drawn by somebody else, and yeah. that and that's that's what he did there for a while right. after Lee and uh, uh, Joe Maggiera left X Men. Right. So I he, I, he I know what you're saying in. now because I, I yeah she has X Men face. She kind of looks like a rogue or like yeah like White Queen or something. And that is that some era. Wolverine ass hair. <laughs> yeah, big time. Like the Wolverine influence on Virago's hair is huge. Uh, yeah, this is this is a weird time for the Turtles because, like I said, the cartoons going on in in just a few years, they're gonna like let uh, Eric and Carlson and Fosco take it to Image. So it's almost like they're almost at the end of their their the era. Uh, in fact, once we get to the back matter, there's some interesting stuff going on. In my opinion, well, you got to think too. It's funny because at this point, like you say, the cartoons in full swing. But important to note, you know, Turtle Mania means everything's in full swing. Oh, so the toys, the, yeah. You get the toys, the video game, the TV show. There's a movie on the the horizon, if not already out. Like, Crazy thing that, is, by '93, that's almost getting to the end of it. Let's take a look here. When did the TNA, the movie, I feel like the movies marked the end. The movie came out in the 90s. Uh, I, n- like, I mean, like, specifically in 1990. I want to say, like, when TNA. Well, we had Vanilla Ice doing the uh, soundtrack to one of them. So, hold on, we're about to get this, uh, because the listeners deserve it. So, Turner, the original Turtles movie is 90. Turtles 2 is 91. Mm-hmm. Turtles 3 is 93. So you were 100% right, because me as a Turtles fan, I feel like Turtles 3, like the third movie, it was like, eh. And it was like on the, it was on the outs. The animated series ended in 96? That seems the, late. Really? Yeah, let me see here. They, they milked that for a while, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was way out of it by then. Like I said, I remember I watched Turtles 3 in the theater. And I remember leaving the theater being disappointed. I was like, eh, lame. I love Turtles 1 and 2. So again, I was still feeling the Turtles fucking vibe, like playing video games and stuff. By Turtles 3, I feel like that ship was sailing. Even in culture. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it. Hmm. So I, you're well, right. Well, I, I, I don't disagree. By this point, yeah, it was it was probably towards the end of its like its heyday. So for this issue coming out in September 93 and like Turtles 3 out, like you said, like, yeah, like at this point for a lot of people, you know, Turtles are kind of like not cool anymore. Like they're getting a little lame. So, yeah, you're right. It's funny this place in time. But uh, no, it's it's neat anyway. Although Turtles in Time would not come out until. Oh, no. Turtles in Time came out in 91. Holy crap. Yeah, that's early. Yeah, okay. So that's already been done. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, 93, that third movie. When that third movie came out, it was kind of like, eh, everybody was a little turtled out. Yep. But uh, back to the issue at hand, like, you got your, uh, you know, giant gargoyle pops up, and Dragon is, like, saving a cabbie, and it's, you know, again, I think this action is solid. Like, I, I think it's cool. I like the interaction here between Dragon and 
you know, the turtles. Turtles are, you know, sounding on point and real turtley. <laughs> like, yeah. It's good. This cops, almost every, I'll say that almost every extra character in this that's not like Dragon, Virago, or the turtles, I'm not loving. <laughs> I'm not loving all these satellite characters. Captain Laurie, it's just yeah. like, no. And these no. guys are all new. They're not turtles characters. They're just randos. Yeah, they, and again, I kind of feel like I just feel the not caring as I read them. Well, they're there to move the plot. Yeah, they're lame. They could have a little more personality. I don't like them. You don't like that gruff? <laughs> no, dude. Cig- this cigar chomping. Actually, well, Eric probably didn't like that. He doesn't like smoking in his comics. Really? No, he you doesn't. Did, you didn't know that? No. I think not. his dad died of lung cancer, so he doesn't put any smoking in his comics specifically. I had... Yeah, yeah, issue 66 when I did the uh, pinup, I originally had Dragon having a cigar in his mouth. And, uh, yeah, I had to 86 that because he was like, no, Dragon doesn't smoke. If you pay attention, there is never any smoking in Savage Dragon. Except for when Malcolm was born, he had a cigar in Dragon's mouth. Oh, I forgot. That's a cliche, though. Yeah, yeah. It's it's understandable. Probably wasn't lit. The old, uh, congrats, no. it's a boy. The attaboy. See, the, the best part that uh, he's drawing is the dra- or is the turtles. Uh, you know, every time yeah. I see him draw the turtles, uh, it's like, okay, they look good. When it comes to dragon, it's like he's, tr- he's doing a, a, a bad knockoff yeah. of Larson. Well, big, big time, yeah. It's like, like I said, everybody who draws Dragon in this period, it's like they're referencing the miniseries issue number one design, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which, think about it, you buy one issue instead of three, you know. Um, I will say it's, I think, an interesting choice to give Virago this, like, Doctor Strange cloak. Yeah. Like, she just picks that up, like, mid-issue, you know. And so that's kind of a funny choice, which she's like making the you know she I think picks up the cloak like in the sewer or whatever, but like you know she summons the cloak like her powers get where they're going and like she summons this cloak. But it was just kind of like it's kind of a funny thing to just give her a character design tweak like mid comic. I'm with it. I'm just saying I like it. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, I, I do appreciate. I will say like um, his the art in here. There's lots of nice little neat like you know things like larson being on the uh phone's speed dial or like he went to the trouble to put like coffee stains on the uh gargoyles dos uh, you know docket so there's all kinds of like you know this art like you know say what you will or whatever but i think he did like work to put a lot of detail all in it so dooney rock on good for you bro gotta say my favorite part is at the very end when uh, uh, Virgo, uh, v, v, mm, Vigo, Vigo, <laughs> uh, Vigo, Vigo. When she says, "You haven't seen the last of me, Green Man," and he totally never saw her again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he never did see the. He never did Fam- the famous last words. Well, because uh, by the time he did show up again, I mean, by the time she showed up again, it was the Malcolm era. Yep. I don't think he was dead yet. He just was in prison. Or in space. Or he was dead. I can't remember which of the three. Oh, dude, by the way. Hey, it's a dragon. Nice punch, man. Thanks, Donatello. I'm Leonardo. Whatever. <laughs> That's still good, dude. Wasn't that carried over in another uh, another bit? Yes. That, I, it happens constantly with dragon. 
Slayers. He doesn't pay attention. He doesn't pay attention to who's holding what weapons, like a true fan would do. Right. That's how you tell them apart: is that the weapons they hold. You don't need to color their masks or have letters on their belt buckles. You just look at what they're carrying. Right. <laughs> Specifically in that panel, yes, you can see like two turtles in the background not carrying weapons, and you don't know who the hell they are. There's no indicator, but uh, well, yeah. you can tell by body language. <laughs> Oh, you can? Oh, so I tell can. me who's who in that panel. Hold on. i got to find the actual panel you're talking about, though. I know which one it is, but I don't know what page it's on. So it's uh, page 20, where Virago is, like, you know, smash, getting smashed by Dragon into the line's sister. And then the bottom panel is, uh, hey, Dragon, nice punch, man. Thanks, Donatello. I'm Leonardo, whatever. So you got two turtles in the background. I'm like, eh. Eh. They could be anyone. Um. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Not not carrying their but weapons. But it's not important, is what I'm yep. saying. Yep. Yeah, big time. So, but, uh, I think that's yeah. it for this issue. Yeah, yeah. Your feelings overall, fellas? I like uh, it as a one-shot. I like yeah. Dooney. Uh, full disclosure, uh, didn't read this till like, this evening. <laughs> um, ditto. Uh, yeah. Would I have picked it up? No. Would I still pick it up? No. I actually um, will be seeking this out. I, to me, I, again, being the art fan that I am, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't go and seek this out. Uh, Larson doing the cover, and he wrote it, right? He, yeah, he, he co-wrote it. Co-wrote it. More like to me, more that's like not enough. How he, how he usually does it, he probably did it all. He did help with the dragon dialogue. Yeah, uh, to me, that's not enough to uh, to you know. As much as I love dragon, I, I, I still I don't think I could. Uh, just there for me, there's nothing. There's nothing great panel to panel storytelling that I, I've got to go. Oh yeah, I need this, mm. and it's. It's not Larson's dragon, and I just I, I could live without it. You're gonna laugh, but for me, I f- I also feel that it's like super weak. You know, this is not like an amazingly compelling. Like, there's not really a blow your balls off thing to see in it. There's no one point you can point to in this and be like, oh, but that part where he, it's just pretty much like as straightforward as a crossover gets, but. For me, now that I know this is like the second part of the two-part crossover, I gotta get it. No, I could see that. I could see that for a lot of people because that you know, oh, I've got the second part of it. I just never knew. Nor did I. (laughs) So it's kind of cool to me. It's like, oh, Virago didn't just have because think about how little Virago you get. What she's appeared three times. Yeah. And not much in those three times, right? No, no. So and, this and, is like, here's this character that Larson does own and created. And but like, then now she's buried under a pile of rubble somewhere in Hawaii. If she shows up in another 200 issues, though. Hey, <laughs> I'll be there waiting. Should have brought her right. back for 222. Right. When Amy takes over the book. Yeah, can, there you go. She can emerge. <laughs> You haven't seen the last of me? Oh, wait, who? You're a girl, what? Uh, Virago has got to be the shittiest magical... <laughs> just, 
you're, you're magical, but and you seem to be able to manipulate rocks, but then you wind up buried under. That's the ultimate. Uh, yeah. Ultimate slam. Ultimate stoogery. Yeah, she went out like a clown. <laughs> some so, yeah. some cool stuff in the back of the book. Uh, apparently, we got an advertisement here for a flaming carrot crossover with the Ninja Turtles. Nice. Flaming carrot is cool, but I've not got into yet. You uh, know what? Let me let me uh, revise that. I mean, I really for me, I'm looking at it as a dragon comic. Yep. Okay. And. As for that, I, I don't think I would pick it up. But you know what? It looking at the turtles, you know, uh, he he's done a hell of a job with the turtles. These splash pages with the turtles, yeah, you know, uh, are really good for me. When it comes to dragon, not so much. But uh, I would I I might pick it up if, for the right price. I don't think I would pay cover price for it. I though. mean, I'm telling you, Scott, fifty cent bin. Yeah, I don't That's think what, this I, comic goes for a lot. No, I if I got it in a fifty cent bin or quarter bin, I'd pick it up. But actually, how much did I pay for it? Because I actually have the sleeve. I guess I paid three seventy five for this like no ten years way. ago. Ten, oh, years, 10 ago. years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't pay three seventy five for it. But again, I I wouldn't be picking it up because of the dragon. Uh, I it would be because of how the guy has drawn the turtles. Right. Yeah. Turtles are cool. And you know, um, Scott, if I ever uh, meet you, I'm going to trick you into drawing Virago. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll be like, hey, guys, let's all draw the lamest character we know from Dragon, right? <laughs> I'm like, hey, Scott, don't you hate Virago? Draw her. And then I'll just, like, draw Dragon or something. Uh, of course you would. <laughs> like, what do you think, Dragon's lame? Psych. I just wanted yeah. to get that Virago pin up, James. Uh, yeah, I probably would do it, too. Suck up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. This is a little bit of an, a tangential aside, but uh, before we jump into... Uh, Issue three. Let's have a little fun. What would you guys do to fix Virago's look? Um, I'm going to give uh, you I'm, a chance to give. I'm her not a sure makeover. I would. I think she she has to lean more into the ridiculous. Really? It's all she's got going on. Really? You yeah. More ridiculous? How? I don't know. I think she's fine just the way she is. Well, what about you, Scott? Yeah. I don't know that there's any fixing, you know, fixing her because she's a product of the 90s, uh-huh. you know, and that's kind of where she's stuck in that time warp. Yeah, I mean, she's I mean, a 90s character. Yeah, um, I would have to go. Maybe uh, give her some full with, pants. <laughs> what, maybe a, a robotic arm, more pouches? I got an easy yeah, fix, you know, easy fix, dude. Switch from switch from uh, red to black. Don't change anything else, and just give her long, long black normal hair, and you've got a solid Virago. Mm. The exact oh. same design. I'm talking all those little like straps, all those little the bathing suit, like all that same stuff, but just make it black and give her long black hair. Boom, you got a winner. I don't know. I thought I like the white highlight. I mean, you put it's it a in nice there. contrast. Maybe it's a Wolverine. Way. You don't have to give her the Wolverine. I'm just saying, just make it normal hair. 
I promise you, if you gave put normal hair on that lady, that whole costume would come together. But anyway, I guess that's enough of that. Meat and Potatoes, Part 2, right. Savage Dragon, Number 3. I guess I won't talk about Space Usagi. No, keep it. Shh. No, bring it down, Purcell. Bring, no, tell us Space Usagi. What's up? What's up? Space Usagi. I'm just saying Space Usagi is awesome, and there's an ad for it, and that's awesome, because Space Usagi is awesome. With oh, Stan Saki? Where do you see that? I'm, I'm too busy looking at the... Yeah, I go past 25, and... No, it's on the very last page. It's a house ad for uh, the Usagi, oh. Usagi Ujimbo spinoff Space Usagi. It's basically a sci-fi version that ran for a few issues. With oh, Stan Saki. Oh, yeah, it's his. Gotcha. It's his yeah. He That's basically awesome. did a sci-fi version of Usagi for six issues. And, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. It is awesome. I recommend Did you read everyone. it? Oh, yeah, of course. Awesome. It used to be a holy grail because it was actually out of print for a long time, but it got reprinted mm-hmm. a few years ago. Nice, dude. Anything else on the back of there? Nope, everything else looks ridiculous. Bioneers. <laughs> Bioneers. Bioneers by A.C. Farley. Oh, brother. It's a bunch of robots and some explosions going on. I know you guys probably don't have the you guys don't have the issue, so you guys can't see any of these ads. No, right. no. There's stupid heroes number two. <laughs> but okay, it's, it's by Peter Laird. Okay, uh, looks not very good. <laughs> too bad because Laird's actually really good. Uh, he did. Nah, I wouldn't even get into it. But, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for that. We'll rest in peace, Virago. We'll see you in another good lord. Imagine the next time we'll be talking about Virago in real time. It will be years from now. Old and gray. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. No, we won't have to cover that, will we? Uh, that, uh, wait, no. What issue? What, what issue? Because we, we did that in real time. That's right. We did. We'll never talk about Virago again. Oh, no. Oh, dude. Well, it's been nice knowing you, Virago. I don't know. In about 10 years, it'll be retro again. Maybe we'll cover it again. <laughs> the like you said, Raven, she'll be going up against Amy. That's it. Okay. Nice. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> well, on the off chance that this is our last Virago conversation, I mean, you know, I think you're cool, Virago. I don't care about anyone else. On to Savage Dragon number three, which we got to talk about this cover. Uh, listen. I guess I've been wrong every single time I've said it. Is this an iconic cover? Not really. <laughs> what about you, Scott? Uh, hang on. I've got to... Uh, Savage Dragon number three. Yeah. Uh, Fiend jumping out of some splinters. Yeah, no. No? Uh, it's the first first appearance of the Fiend, though, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. But I mean, it's, it's not a... It, it, Lay yeah, it on but me. you don't see the fiend. Speak uh, your truth. It, uh, you, you know, uh, you see the back of the fiend. I you mean, know, it's a, big you don't want to give it all away on the cover. Uh, uh, this is true, but I, I guess it could have been done. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm just not wild about it. All right, about that? Uh, not, no, not about that cover. <laughs> I, I prefer issue two's cover over this. I mean, there's more when you're using three quarters of the cover for a back shot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, you know, splinters of wood. It, it just dragons really small. 
you know, kind of put in the back. He's got good yeah. action, though. And I think the fiend popping up has good action. Oh, I'm, I'm not Wait, saying is he it, popping it, up or falling down? Popping up, baby. You you could tell he's popping up just by the motion lines and how the direction of. Uh, oh, those are motion lines. You know what? I've been misreading this cover for years. I knew it, dude. Farting the candles for, out. For, for yeah, well, not it, well. No, it looks like he's like he's got his knees on top of like a desk. No, Jim, or, he's like, bursting through the floor. It looks yeah. like a picture frame. He's like from hell. I don't know, man. I like it. Maybe it's just as low light conditions I'm in. I think you could have done something different and dropped where you got more of a, a menacing face shot. Or, you know, well, I'll shot tell you, the, the splash with... page on uh, page uh, towards the towards the end, uh-huh. when Fiend pops out for the first time. Through the floor? Yeah, through the floor. That would have made a great cover. Yes. Because <laughs> no, that gives away the Fiend's face. Guys, but clearly there could... was a buildup. Yeah, I get that, Raven. But if you had Dragon in the foreground... If you brought that not from a down shot, that splash page, and you did it more of a, a an upshot and had the fiend coming up and having him in the shadow where you don't get the details of the face, but you might see the teeth, you might you know the figures in in the shadow. That would have, I think, been more interesting than uh, a tiny dragon in the back looking like zoinks, zoinks as. <laughs> As as you have, you know, a back shot of a character popping up through the floor. Uh, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Or but right. move his hand down a little bit. He clearly wants to keep the face hidden. But yeah. yeah, you could drop the face in shadow and still show something more interesting than a back. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. And the the back of feet, the back of his ass, the back of his back. I mean, it just. This is an iconic show, shoe, shoe, shoe yes. souls. Yes. <laughs> shoe <shoo-shillers. laughs> Yeah. So, you know, nothing like a hush puppy shot. Yeah. <laughs> so, Raven, it's not that it's a bad cover. It's just mm-hmm. not an iconic cover. Uh, tisk, tisk, at any rate. We well, jump no, in. But you gotta, you got to realize, Raven, you're coming mm-hmm. off of the uh, miniseries covers. Which were very iconic. And Craig then, thought those were too busy. Yeah, so what do too. you say to that? I um, think this has great use of negative space. Which one? The, the, the uh, new one, the Fiend 3, Savage Dragon 3. I think that the all green logo pops off that dark green background. Also, why is it in well, the foreground? Why is what in the foreground? The logo. I feel like it shouldn't be covering his hair. Well, this is the third issue, though. You can't be covering your logo on the third issue. Well, why is the logo also reduced and thrown over to the side? Yeah, well, it, remember it wasn't this planned was the, for very well. This was the no. era where he was experimenting with that, though. But I don't see, think he was experimenting. I think he just couldn't fit it. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't fully thought out on uh, where the how the logo is going to fit in the uh, design. It, it just to me, it doesn't work. Fair enough. And, Fair and there's enough. a bad tangent with the the logo and the arm Mm. Raven Raven doesn't see it (laughs) moving right along (laughs) so we open it up and we get Mr. Clapton here there's there's just a great Simpsons nod right there 
you know. Well, we should and talk then, about Peter Clapton a little bit because this is yeah, our yeah. first introduction to him. Um, yeah. We, of course, I don't believe we know who Star's identity is at this point. Right. So this is like the first tease that Peter Clapton is Star. Mm-hmm. Because he disappears when he gets the uh, news report of this uh, big this uh, prison breakout. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> right, right. No, I'm just agreeing. I think you can see Sam Hayes here, too, who uh, was for a while like a, you know, a sort of a, didn't they do a Who's Mighty Man thing? So it's kind of like Sam Hayes oh, recurred a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Sam Hayes recurred just a little bit. because talk Hayes about that like, later. It's like Shazam. I see. I didn't catch that. I had yep. no idea that was a thing. Yeah. Sam Hayes. So this is, you're talking about like first appearances. I mean, you've got like Sam Hayes and Peter Clapton right here. I, I I don't I don't know the character Sam Hayes at all. I didn't think that was a thing. Oh, he's little. Just that little. Like I said, his name is Shazam. Like yeah, there was a little like oh, who's Mighty Man. Oh, he's an ana- oh he's a is it a anagram? Wait, what is it? Yeah, no, you got it. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I never noticed that. Okay. Yeah, he's just a little red herring. Of course, he wasn't. But you know, it's neat. I think this double page spread here though. Oh, it's that's, the best. Oh, that's that is killer. Lobo yep. at his. I'm sorry, slow. Ugh. Low blow at his <laughs> Low very blow. best. Yep, and double header. Yeah, double header look and and butt ugly. Now who's, who's green, the who's jeering looking guy? dude? Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, that holy shit! You're right. That is Jiren. Yeah, Jiren dude. Dragon Ball wow. fans. I should post. Ripping. I should crop that. Should, post that to the internet. You should. You totally should, dude. I'm telling you. That is that is wild. Yep. Jiren, and he first showed up in Stronghold Penitentiary. <laughs> but uh, Dart's right in it. Dart's doing what she does, kicking yep. people and throwing darts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, I don't care what other people say. Dart's awesome. Yeah, Dart is awesome. No one says she sucks. I'm sure a lot of people says she sucks. Fuck them. Well, I think a lot of people get hung up on the Dart thing. Ah, oh, eat, eat, eat a bowl of shit. Yeah. Dart's great. <laughs> A whole bowl. Don't stop till it's gone. I mean, look, Dart's she's got great, a dart dude. on her forehead. Yeah. And then, like, you know, even the action here it just continues to be great. Like, yeah. you know, low blow jumping in, just getting knocked out. That's oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah, Mako shows Mako, up. He's the equalizer. Stupid bimbo. Yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a bit of a dick. Mako, be a Mako's, sh- Mako's cool. But uh, he's actually is cool. He's how do I phrase this? How do I get how do I get out of this? Mako's cool, and he's especially cool when he's wearing regular clothes. I love it when he's in shirts. <laughs> yeah, there towards the end, he just when he rocked. You know, he was always topless. And yeah, and then this big breakout's important because Mako is in prison, and so is uh, so is um, shit. What's Come in. <laughs> Uh, Where is it? The, the the guy with the blade. What the hell's his name? Cutthroat. 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 He's in jail too. Yeah, he's smoking hardware here. Yeah. And yeah, the, that's the you're dead. You just don't know it yet. He got <laughs> he got eaten. He's like you got to be a hell of a sure shot to like shoot a guy through prison bars. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got a present for you. <laughs> don't say I never gave you anything. Yeah. <laughs> And how in the hell do you get the now? Did he get that from a guard or yeah. did he mule that yeah, it's a, like he got dope from Tijuana? Okay, yeah, it's a got... vicious circle thing. Remember, everyone's corrupt. 
True. So yeah, he was. It was an assassination. But then you know you get this sweet ass star Spider-Man. I mean no, star. Uh, yeah. No. no. I think the dart action here is great. Like, see, this is why Dart's a sweet character. Like, yeah. just the action pose, always. Together, they totally kick Manko's ass. Yeah, they're whipping the shit out of him, dude. And then you get this even awesomer shot of Dart getting her shoulder shot off. Yeah. That is be. great, dude. You know, I'm I'm looking back and I'm just like going, oh man, I miss this character. I miss that character. You know, looking at it now, you mm-hmm. know, you know, remembrance of uh, characters, you know, that have gone way of the dodo. Yeah, they're dead. They're yeah, fucking like, dead. Most of these guys are corpses. Yes. Speaking of corpses, I love that. To Zow. Yeah, dude, that's great. (laughs) The bottom jaw is just shattered. I was wondering who actually shot him, if that was like, if Mighty Man did that, but I guess there's a bunch of armed guards here, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little, I was like, huh? Who is, who, what? Mighty Man? Like, who's that? And then, bam, right through the jaws. Man, Mighty Man is so cool. Yeah. Especially with the lightning bolt. He he changes it soon, but in this shot, he has a lightning bolt. And this is a great shot because, man, it establishes him just as a badass. Like, the yep. minute he shows up, everyone's like, ah, get, get the hell out of here quick. Yeah, everyone's terrified. Yeah, they take off. Oh, I just noticed the uh, guard getting his shit shut off in the bottom of that panel. If you look at his face. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> catching I'm a bullet. Like, catching it, yeah. No, but that is a sweet-ass splash mm-hmm. of uh, Mighty Man flying through, grabbing them, too. Yeah, overall, this whole breakout sequence is TNT. And again, that was a cool thing, early Savage Dragon. Like, you know, they were just like, oh, you know, these guys are real powerful and we're struggling to deal with them. And you know what? Dart and Star were fucked until Mighty Man showed up. Yep. They were not going to do good, so. And yeah. in an alternate universe, we know how bad it got. Yeah. Yep. Um, we get to see Vacation Shorts Dragon. Well, uh, he's back from New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Dart's pissed. Well, we really shouldn't be going page by page on this, but this scene with Dart oh, right. is yeah, great because yeah. right away you understand Dart is like the one person who won't put up with Dragon shit, which mm-hmm. is no. awesome. Yeah. She and, won't uh, put up with anybody's shit. Again, it's it's cool. Like, you know, we knowing where that character goes, like Dart's, Dart's like just, you know, visual and like you know attitude is more relevant than ever all these all these issues later as we as we head into 250 like the character of dart still a fucking big bad so it's awesome it's cool well and in this issue you're you're starting dragon is starting to to be uh tuned into what frank's what's going on with frank yeah, he's, he's picking up what's going he's, on. Yeah, yeah, he's starting to see that something else is going on. Well, so is Captain he, Stewart, because Stewart's going behind Frank's back. So so it's not just Dragon. Other people are starting to realize Frank is is compromised. He's yeah. on the dole, dude. And then, of course, the Fane, like, busting through. That is a killer fucking spread. Absolutely awesome. Uh, the the following action is sweet, you know, where the fiend just like ices that cop and blast dragon, you know, just all this stuff was like, 
the violence in this is over the top. I even love like the the smoke billowing out of that dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, and the and this is where I guess uh, I I love when he gets shot up, and yeah, you're right, the the smoke billowing out of the dude. But you know, this is where it's like okay, the this isn't truly the it, it's the fiend, but it's not the fiend that we know. Right. So I, I guess on the cover, I don't understand why it needed to be such a secret to see the. To face. spend that much time, yeah, you know where you could have done it differently, uh, covered it in shadow, or you know, uh, done something slightly different to make it more of a dynamic cover than what it was. But uh, I love how you know, yeah, the the fiend is dead. You think, but you know, I'll be back. You know, uh, you almost wish that happened, don't you, Raven, with the Chain Man? Yeah, dude, let that chain man come back, guys. Yeah, let him come back. Or the let... or the or the, or the um, oh, what was his name? The, the Eternal One. The show. Remember the guy from the Spawn Ant crossover? Yeah. Yes. Who, yeah. Again, rocks. Rock Heap got him. Killed by the <laughs> killed by the Rock Heap. Those those powerful magical characters, dude, just get nice by rocks. But the lettering, I want to say like props too on that blam blam blam. Ooh, that's delicious. The behind the fiend getting shot up. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good stuff. Well, and I love the splatter. I, yeah. And it's funny, too. I just want to say we were, like, bitching and moaning about, like, supernatural characters. But, like, here we are, issues two and three. Not only do we have Virago, who's a magic user, but then we have the fiend that's, like, an occult character. Yep. So it's kind of cool. Like are uh, and the kind of characters you don't really see in Dragon anymore. Yeah, you well, don't. Fiend, cadaver. Yeah, you don't yeah, really see the magic money. or occult these days. I got to say another one of my favorite panels is the uh, second to last one on that page with the, with the cops where you've got all mm-hmm. black, the cop, you, you don't see Eric do that very often where it, you get that, that very uh, now very stylized cop uniform where you don't get to see the, the, you know, it all done in black. It's right. You know, the, it, it's that Chicago police look or, it's just a nice, I think, laid out panel. That whole page is really just really nicely done. And then we end with the old DeKalb, Illinois. Another uh, Hordus buildup. They build up to Hordus for three issues. So, the big yeah. reveal coming soon. Yeah, corpses aplenty. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then this ends with a uh, really pretty sweet uh, Mighty Man. Just a little short, you know. It's not like big action or whatever, but I like character moments. But this is a funny kind of a uh, kind of an interaction. Here. And this is Mighty Man by written by Eric Larson, pencils mm-hmm. by Victor Bridges, inks by right. Terry Austin. Yep. So and, uh, a big time preview of things to come for the Freak Force mini, right? Yeah, exactly. And so we get Mighty Man with his new chest symbol, which is that starburst thing. Mm-hmm. I agree that I prefer the bolt. I do prefer the bolt. I do as well. Yep. But uh, it Mary... does help differentiate the uh, original Mighty Man with this with the post Savage World one. Right. Right. But uh, but this whole thing calling Mighty Man Sam that seems really tenuous because it doesn't make any sense. Isn't that like her middle name? Anne's middle name? And Samantha Stevens, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like that. So it's like... You guys are hardcore. I didn't like, know middle it's like, well, it's like, well, like, Why else would you call Mighty Man Sam if we know it's Anne? It's, it, it seems just like... Sam a really, Hayes. A really convoluted like way to hide Mighty Man's identity at this point. 
No, because if, you know, not a lot of people use middle names. Your middle name's usually a good secret. No, what I'm saying is, if this is Anne's friend, why is she calling Anne Sam? Because she's in public? No, it's because it's, a, it's because this character calls Anne Sam in real life. Because, for whatever reason, she calls her by her middle name. Does she call her Sam all the time? That's what I'm guessing. Because the only reason why you would do that. No, I mean, imagine you're talking to your friend's secret superhero alter ego. I would call you Mighty Man. You're right. All right. Whatever, Jim. You know, god damn. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but this this relationship is actually You and your damn superhero logic. <laughs> Stop yeah, making but, sense. <laughs> but th- this, this relationship is actually pretty fascinating. Yeah, I love it, dude. Because, I love this. And, like, and I don't think it ever goes much further than this. Because wouldn't it have been kind of cooler if Anne and uh, what's her friend's name? I don't know what her friend's name is. Doesn't matter. Keep going. Well, no, it does matter. Does it? It does. Phyllis. <sighs> yes. Anne I feel and, so much better. <laughs> Anne and Phyllis had actually had a romantic relationship. Yeah, I mean, dude. It would have been a fascinating thing instead of what the fuck's his name. Well, didn't, she, wait, didn't Phyllis actually kind of ask for that at one point? Oh, like yeah. The, it was like a whole oh, That's what's happening here. Right? Yeah. But it never goes anywhere, or at least she gets rejected. I don't know. I haven't read Freak Force. It's going to be an adventure when we get to it. Oh, awesome, dude. Me either. That's going to be cool. We'll be reading it for the first time. For I show. haven't read it either. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ. Sweet. Um, I just want to say it's funny. Uh, you're right, Jim. It is an interesting dynamic that I would have loved to have seen explored more and hilariously there was a century story arc where his wife asked him to become the century and she was like come on it's kind of like when you ask me to wear 90s or negligee it's just like that it's not uh, a big deal that, that seems weird it seems skeevy well it was meant to be skeevy because he... what i'm saying is mighty man could have been like a trans icon <laughs> it's not the oh, same geez. it's not the same <laughs> If you can magically uh, turn into a different gender, I get you. It's like gender swap. Mighty man, the trans icon. I see where you're going, but I don't think it works. Um, I just think it's an interesting dynamic because, you know, here's this woman's mind and a man's body. And like her friend is just like, come on, dude, I want to bone this man body. And he's like, no, it's weird. <laughs> but they should have totally done it. But this was in a cleaner era. You know, we weren't doing that. We weren't doing this in 93. That would have been taboo as fuck. Right? I don't know if I agree with that, but we'll go with that. House ads. Some good ones. Yeah. Well, a lot, Some... of, a lot of Keith Giffen. Yeah. Uh, we got Vanguard coming. Like, still coming. Images of Shadowhawk. Which I guess is Keith Giffen and Alan Grant kind of doing their Lobo thing, but with Shadowhawk. Doing their Trencher thing, baby. Yeah, Look trencher. at that. Yeah, it's very Trencher. Oh, it's got, so good. Uh, Super Patriot second issue, which uh, yeah. we'll be getting to. In fact, I'm pretty sure Super Patriot we're doing next. Super Patriot second scintillating slugfest. Mm-hmm. Alliterative. I love it. Look, it's Virgo. Yeah, really. You're not <laughs> lying. <laughs> yeah, there's a picture of Zealot here because Wildcats is on issue number five. We get to see Jim Lee's not good character design on both these pages. <laughs> I hate <laughs> his open mask. I hate his open bottom mask. Wait, what? Um, what's um, um, it's Grifter? Grifter? Grifter. I hate the open mask. Huh? It's so dumb. I actually like Grifter's mask because it it it's flappy. That mask can eat my butt. 
I don't like that mask, guys. How do you really feel? That's it. I think That's he. It. I think he's looking for second opinions. Yeah. Oh, well, I just yeah. I don't care if you guys don't like it. And we got speaking tr- of trencher. Yep. Boom. Trencher number zero. Fat chance of that ever happening. <laughs> uh, says it's on issue five, which actually I think is, is a lie. Is that the uh, title of the, the the next trencher? Fat, fat chance fat of that chance ever. That, yeah. <laughs> and then you got my. 90s crush Cyberforce. Oh, I loved these guys, dude. I loved Cyberforce so much. I loved Mark Silvestri before he started trying to draw like Jim Lee. Well, I didn't know any better. So I just yeah. liked it. I don't know. I thought they always looked kind of alike. Uh, I'm going back to early X-Men. When oh. Silvestri was on X-Men before he went to uh, Wolverine. He's definitely uh, doing his own thing, you know. He definitely came into his own, though, big time. I'm yeah, not, I'm not a fan, so I can't really say anything about... You don't like Force. modern Sylvestri? I don't like any Sylvestri. I mean, it's fine. It's just not very interesting to me. He's a fucking beast, dude. He's it's good. More, it's, it's more cybernetic arms and claws. I've seen this a thousand times before. Did you ever check out his stuff on uh, Uncanny X-Men before? No, not really. I don't. Uh, I never really read that era of X-Men. Oh, uh, See, way before my time. I got to tell you, it's totally different than what he has, what you've ever seen from Sylvester, especially with Dan Green inking him. Okay. Oh, different anchor. Cool. Yeah. Totally beautiful, wispy, wispy lines. The the figures had kind of, each one had a character. They didn't all look like Jim Lee kind of characters where... You know, when he went on to Wolverine, he, he even admitted he was Jim Lee was the hottest ticket. So he was kind of looking more at what Lee was doing on X-Men. But he should have kept with what he was doing because, I mean, with Dan Green inking him, it was absolutely gorgeous. And the feathery line was just, oh. You could see it in some if you uh, Google X-Men covers. uh Oh, Bitter Victory is one of the the, the covers that stick out in my mind. And it, it, he was doing, like, um, a Forge and Banshee. And, I mean, not your typical X-Men characters, uh, Mystique. Uh, you know, it, it was just... I felt it, it, it was more real, grounded in realism, than uh, the how uh, Jim Lee did the X-Men. I'm looking at some of his covers. I can see what you're saying. And I'll just say that if you want to see just some beautiful Mark Silvestri X work, just skip on to the end of the new X-Men run and that arc, Here Comes Tomorrow, where he draws like... Oh, oh time- new X-Men with Grant yeah, Morrison. Yeah, Grant Morrison, new X-Men. Uh, because, again, you got to forgive me, guys. I don't... I never read... It's weird. I was an X-Men fan through the video games. I don't games. know. I just... That never appealed to me. It looks weird. I'm just saying, like, he really slays it on the Here Comes Tomorrow. Like, he makes everyone look as badass as possible. Like, he just does, and the new characters he makes up, like Rover the Sentinel and the magical flying car oh, and the whale. Oh, oh I saw, I, I, eh, eh. I don't care about it, how you feel about the story, I'm talking about the art. No, that's what we're talking no, about. Is, that's what I'm talking about. His oh, the art, art didn't, you didn't like the art? It's his modern it, style. It's, it, his modern style isn't, uh, he, he's one that, 
he was, I, I mean, back when he did Conan, and then he did uh, Uncanny, moving towards Uncanny X-Men, mm-hmm. he, it was a more natural huh. feel. You gotta forgive were... me, I don't know that Silvestri. I oh, wow, know... he, he, he actually did X-Men, like, all the way back, like, the Fall of the Mutants storyline. What year? The Fall this? of the Mutants storyline was beautiful. Beautiful artwork. Wolverine, beautiful. I mean, he, him and Dan Green together, the inks on Dan Green. And then he ended up going off and getting these other inkers that, that kind of mimicked uh, Scott Williams. And then getting Bat that just added all this excessive line hatching, yeah. which... Uh, I see what you're did... and I, I, I'm like agreeing. This this early stuff, X Men wise, looks way really good. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. I like modern Sylvester, so maybe I just don't know what I'm missing. Yeah, uh, you don't. Uh, you, you really don't, Raven. Yeah, I really that... don't know that stuff, so I am out of the loop on it. Like I never yeah. saw it. For yeah, me, really Sylvester debuted. Sylvester really debuted for me in my world around you you guys are just gonna fucking laugh but I just didn't read any corporate comics okay but uh, like I've never read them and I really got exposed to him through like Witchblade and Cyberforce and shit like that so like by the time I'm reading and digging his stuff it's all he's already like doing his Jim Lee-ish thing I, I think he's superior to Jim because his shit's more fluid and natural but... oh it was way Superior before uh, before he left X Men and, and before like he got better influence. than his new stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You know, mm. I I was in Look high school. <laughs> I mean, it's a good so, tree for our listeners. We're looking at a double page spread from X Men from that era. With lush, that was I was in high school. I was in high school. I was in art class. Um, I didn't have a comic shop. Comic shops were few and far between, so that was back when you had to subscribe. I didn't have a subscription. I didn't have a car to go to a newsstand or whatnot. Uh, we l- grew up in a small town outside of DeKalb. Uh, and uh, kid in, my- in the basement oh, for three home, issues. Home of Hortus. <laughs> home of Hortus. So I'm in art class, and Brian Bailey, a uh, guy I went to high school with, he was like my crack dealer. He would bring in comics because he got subscriptions. His dad was a, an American Airlines pilot in Chicago, so he got subscriptions to the comics, and he had everything. So he'd bring in X-Men, and he turned around and handed me Fall of the Mutants, Mark Silvestri. And I was, that, I was hooked. That was my crack. I, I was like, oh, how do I get this? You know, And I would do drawings for him so that I could trade, trade my drawings for comics. Because that was, I, I was like, this is what I want to do. I love this medium. I love the storytelling. And Sylvester was my first major exposure to comics. Uh, that that's Sylvester. Yeah, so I, got, I have to agree. Just looking at some of these scans, uh, I gotta check this out actually because it's it's how do I say this? It's invocative of '80s Marvel in a way that a lot of those '90s artists just aren't. Um, and he ruined himself. I yeah. feel like he ruined himself. <laughs> I, I do. Which would explain why I don't find his image stuff very appealing. If he's aping Jim Lee. Because I'm not a fan of Jim Lee. Yeah, well, you can see that as soon as he leaves X-Men and goes on to Wolverine, because they, they switched, they took uh, Sylvester off X-Men. 
and they go, well, you're going to you're going to work with Larry Hama on Wolverine. And Lee started on X-Men and all of a sudden you see Silvestri's style change and all of a sudden, uh, you know, Dan Green's not inking him nearly as often because it, Dan Green's inks are, are more natural feeling and more fluid where uh, Scott Williams is more mechanical and regimented to, towards Lee's style. And uh, I just, at that point, I was like, going, okay, I'm like picking up two Jim Lee books. Uh, Silvestri's looking <laughs> more and more like Lee. And I, I had a hard, hard time with it, you know. And then uh, Cyberforce came out, and it looked like he had Scott Williams inking him. Uh, on Cyberforce, the original Cyberforce, if I remember correctly. And it was just like, okay, oh, man. It just, there was more cross-hatching where he never used to do that kind of cross-hatching that Jim Lee did. And it just, stylistically, it, it kind of, I was like, uh, hmm. not my not my taste. And now you've ruined him for Jim. I think it, yeah, I think I he think was already ruined. He was already ruined. <laughs> I think I might be bringing Jim back to yeah, a, a, a happy place with Sylvester. Yeah, you, you, well, you've pointed me in a direction at something that looks could be appealing. Apparently, didn't he? What he did Inferno too? Well, he yeah, did, he's like all that that classic era when when the X Men was modernizing. After well, Claremont was also writing it then. I don't yeah, know, but yeah, that period I I'm interested in. I want to get to at some point. Hey, Jim, you will not be disappointed with the artwork. And I know you're not an art guy. You're a story guy. I, I appreciate good art, but I can accept. Um, I'm pretty uh, flexible when it comes to art quality. Uh, as long as the as long as the panel layouts make sense, that's all I really need. And Sylvester's storytelling was top notch back then. It yeah. wasn't always about let me get that big bam image in your face. You know, I can do that, but I could do that in a six panel page. As well as a splash page. Yeah. So, I think that's it for Savage Dragon ongoing issue number three. Yep. So What's next, next? Next, I think, if my chart is correct, we're going to be doing Super Patriot miniseries number one, issues one, two, three, and four. Well, nice. in, in two batches, so you'll be two up ep- the next two episodes. One, two, are, and three, and four. Yeah, next next two episodes, Super Patriot, and then I think we're gonna be what we're gonna be doing is because Super Patriot leads into Freak Force. We're gonna be switching off every other episode. It's gonna be Savage Dragon, two issues of Savage Dragon, and two issues of Freak Force, and we're gonna do that for a little while. Nice. Although we do need to squeeze in Vanguard at some point. I gotta check my chart. We'll get back to it. But <laughs> Super Patriot next for sure. I admire your commitment to this, uh, just because that is a beastly amount of organization. Yeah. Well, you just look at the cover, the, the on the street, the on the the street dates, and then you just kind of make some decisions. More work than I can map do. it out from there. Yeah. Basically, figure that. figure out where it makes sense. So. Thanks for doing the heavy lifting. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Anytime. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for coming on, and uh, thank your, you, Jim. Your insight thank you, is valuable. Yeah, we like it. We like talking Savage Dragon with you. Clearly, you're an old head. You got good information and stuff, so we're into it.
Well, I, I, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I'm an old head. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Thank you.